Well, hello, folks. And welcome to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team. I'm Clayton. Ninja Turtles. About the U.S. men's Ninja Turtles. I'm Clayton. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And we love the Nats. Love them. Love them, boys. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's We the People. It's We the People. The game was uh, USA versus Nicaragua, folks. Uh, and it was a, it was a peach. It was a peach. If you're if you're a U.S. fan, we're gonna jump into it all. We're we're also going to uh, preview our next match versus El Salvador, which is now a reality. Spoiler alert: uh, We won. We advanced. We go through first in the group, uh, and we're gonna dive into all the deets. Ty, should we line them up? Line them up, boys. Who gets the gloves? Who gets the gloves? Somebody who's not seen gloves in a minute. At least not these U.S. Nats gloves. It's your boy, Bill Hamid. Uh, welcome back to the team. Not, not, not the man's first cap, but it's been a minute, my he dude. He took a break from fighting crime. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, just, he just looks like a, he looks like a Marvel character. He does, He's got yeah. the, the build. He has like a build that should not exist in reality. <laughs> That's right. Eight feet tall. Congratulations to, to Hamid. Two gloves on this Two occasion. gloves. Enjoy, enjoy the sticks. Uh, let's have, switch it up in center back. Lots of changes in the starting lineup, as I'm sure many people were calling for. Our two center backs are going to be, uh, Matt Beasler and Matt Miazga. Matt and Matt, get on out there. Get on out there, Matt's boys. Matt's boys. So many Matt's on this roster. Unreal. <laughs> Matt's and Dax's. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have on the left we're gonna have Via Fania and on the right we're gonna have Graham Zusi, uh, you know starting Matt Zusi, Matt Matt, Matt Zusi, <laughs> the white bread toast could be anybody Zusi. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna play sort of a four one four one. I want to say if this is a in its attacking look. So in the stopper yeah. role we'll have uh, Dax McCarty. Uh, as our two central attacking midfielders, Joe Corona and Alejandro Bedoya. On the right wing, we're going to have Chris Pontius. On the left, we're going to have Kellen Rowe. Up top, we'll have Dami Dwyer himself. Sir Dom. Who, at the beginning... Sir Dom! Who, at the beginning of this match, was potentially going to be one of very few U.S. players to ever score on their first three caps. Yeah, he didn't really have any good chances. So. Yeah, didn't... Didn't really get didn't really get a good look at goal. Didn't get a good opportunity. Oh wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. First half. This was uh, this started out mostly U.S. possession, although lacking some incisiveness. More uh, Kellen Rowe shots cutting in from the left side that look like decent shots, but are really saveable. So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, also a number of Dwyer offsides calls. F- for the middle of the first half, there were a little bit more Nicaraguan chances and a couple funny incidences. So many. This game was hilarious. This game was absolutely hilarious. Comedy gold. Uh, a couple examples here. Dom Dwyer trying to palm the ball from the goalkeeper. Chris Pontius hurting his neck on an attempted bicycle kick. And then near the end of the first half, we would finally see a goal for the U.S., uh, Bedoya holds up his run well, a cross takes a deflection, and ultimately Corona follows it up and puts in a nice little slot finish, putting the USA ahead 1-0 in the 36th minute. Uh, right at the end of the first half, what, what was for sure would be in my highlight reel if I made highlight reels, 
Bradley and Howard sighted in the shadows of the stadium uh, like Jedi. Look, looking on over their Padawan. <laughs> That's yes. right. Just quietly speaking dark secrets and also texting, I think. Yeah. And not celebrating goals. <laughs> For sure. Not that. Uh, second half, folks. No subs. Dom Dwyer earns and misses an early penalty in the second half. The eyes of death staring at, at the ball and, and to no avail whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly after that, we would see a goal from Kellen Rowe, who scored off essentially a purely numbers goal. Bedoya getting yet another assist. Following the second goal, USA is now two up. Play started to get a little bit more choppy. Corona then would miss another P-kick. Yeah. Uh, earned, I, I forget how this one was earned now. but It was but, a handball. It was like a, it was Bedoya. Bedoya was carrying the ball in the box. and. Oh, that's right. It was, it was Bedoya again. Right, yeah. All opportunities coming through Bedoya, of course. Uh, so, so Corona misses it. Now, I watched the game without commentary. Makes lip reading very easily. And I'll tell you, that image of Bruce Arena... Oof, that was jiffable. ...spoke uh, maybe a thousand words. Yeah. Maybe yeah. just four words. If, if, you were, if you were doing your lip reading, it was, are you fucking kidding me? Five words. Shit. Fucking kidding is one word in German. Remember, folks, if the USA wins 2 nothing, that's great. If the USA wins... 3 nothing. We, we go ahead in first place in this group. That's even better. Uh, so that's obviously what the boys were pushing for. Nicaragua would end up going down to 10 men because of another injury to their yep. number six, Copet. But then, blast from the past, your boy, James Franco. <laughs> Attention, please. It has come to our knowledge that a mistake has been made. In fact, Nicaragua went down to 10 men due to a red card and was at one time down to nine men due to an injury after they had used all three of their subs. But then, blast from the past, your boy James Franco. (laughs) Tall James Franco. The the lost third Franco. Tall James Franco. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Miazga, sorry. Scores from a Zussi free kick and has quite simply the coolest celebration I have ever seen for anybody's first goal for the U.S. men's national team, period. I'm calling it. That was so epic. U.S. would win this game 3-0. It was bizarre. It was funny. It was silly at times. It was frustrating at times. Ty, what were your first impressions? So I think it was the best performance of the group stage, um, which is not to say it was a a great performance, but the U.S. um, eventually got what they needed. Uh, I'm distressed by the state of penalty taking in American soccer. What Um, is the Especially having having just, for for Joe Corona to have just seen Dom put the ball there. Right in that spot. I mean, his his penalty was, you know, two feet down and and to the right um, from from Dom's, but the the, uh, standard... Clearly not high. Clearly not an emphasis in this in this camp so far, um, especially because it seemed to be a little bit of a uh, who wants to take it situation as opposed to there being, you know, when, when I first saw Dom take the first one, I, I assumed that he had been kind of commissioned to do that. But if that was the case, he would have taken the second one as well. Um, so that's you know that's a that's an edge case, uh, but but clearly something that that the the team can work on in the absence of a leader like Dempsey who will take them. Um, but I thought overall the, the fight was good. It was a really strange game because there were only two outcomes. Either we won by three or more, or we would be second in the group. So 
literally nothing mattered. The first goal didn't, ma- you know, no- nothing matters until we get the third goal um, in terms of our actual outcomes. And I thought uh, the, the team did recognize that. And it looked like a game where they might have shut up shop um, after, the, after the second goal um, and, and been a little bit more defensive. But they, they recognized the situation and, and, and did well. So it seemed like the, the coaching correctly emphasized the actual you know, sort of circumstances of, of the match. Um, and above all, this game was hilarious. What, what were some of your hilarity, your favorite silly moments? What, what was so my, my the favorite, silly moment that stood it, out to There's you? a tie. One was, um, one was the dude who kept stroking Alejandro Bedoya's face on corner <laughs> kicks. It was like... This so bizarre. Very, it seemed intimate, private. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't do that in front of 20,000 people. Like, face, by the way, that's, that, that's a, uh, a nice connection to one of my favorite silly things about this game, which is Bedoya's face right now he's got the scraggly beard and these baggy eyes what's i wonder if this captaincy is like stressing him out weighing on him it's like an obama situation (laughs) no it's 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 like uh he's kind of halfway he's in like a teenage period like 20s teenager where he's halfway between being an old grizzled veteran and a young pup you know that's right and so he has kind of a confusing vibe right now he's He's not quite in the old veteran the brett Favre status it's the baby face problem where you you look young and then you look old you don't get that eli eli manning problem yeah eli manning is going to wake up one morning with like a a hunch (laughs) in his back and a a head devoid of hair whereas like someone Uh, someone like chris pontius has looked 28 since he was 18 and he will until he's 38 you know exactly exactly so um and then my second jiffable moment was the us mnt sandwich that we put on i think it was the same dude i think it was a was a saren (laughs) oh man that was it was uh you mean cadena cadena yeah, it was Cadena, just Cadena. So he he ends up in this in this USMNT sandwich between I think it was Corona and Pontius, and it was Row and was Corona. It was Row, row and, and Corona. Corona. I remember it. This was uh, that looked so painful, rough. so, so rough. painful. Yet um, the the uh, a later the Cadena really is the star of the show because later on he got a slight scratch on the thigh from. One of one of our players, it might have been Corona, <laughs> like the, the slightest, like little tiny, you know, like my my two year old would would get up and start giggling at this cut <laughs> that that he got, and he rolls around in in s- severe agony as if his leg has been shattered into a million pieces. It's just <laughs> delightful. It's beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful. And thing. there there were some there was all, all all sorts of wacky things going and we on. We were coming in saying, "Hey, this center back slot for." as far as a backup center back is wide open. And we were starting to say things like, well, maybe we just go with Beasler because he's been to the World Cup before. Uh, Matt Miazga making us think at least a little bit, is there enough actual defensive play that he had to do in this game for him to earn uh, a spot on the roster? Because, guys, this roster is going to change out. Six people are going to change. Matt Miazga, potentially one of those guys that could have gone home at this point. Um, Ty, do you think that he's done enough to stay? He's kind of occupying the place of John Brooks on this team. That that uh, young, brash, a little bit indisciplined, but but precocious um, talent. So I, I would like to see what a a, a pairing maybe we. I, I thought the pairing um, against Nicaragua was was a good one. You know, uh, Beasler a little bit more mobile, a little bit older, um, still very much a beta. You know, not not a not a vocal leader out there. 
Um, but maybe maybe give Hedges another try, I suppose. Um, I think we've seen enough from, from Omar, unfortunately, for the moment. Um, but I'd like to see how, how he would do with, with someone who, uh, who can kick his butt a little bit and, and give him a sense of, of, of that pressure. So, um, yeah, good performance. Yeah, let me jump in as well with a little, a little context. Matt Miazga uh, got traded from the New York Red Bulls to Chelsea FC, very high profile, or not traded, rather, purchased, traded for a purchase of money. Uh, and, and so he went over there and ended up just getting loaned out. So this is a kid who's got obviously, obvious, uh, physical talents, uh, passes the eye test, as we like to say, uh, the dude's, the dude's got all the traits. He's got all the traits. He seems to lack, uh, motivation. He's, he exhibits apathy and I, and you see it in his goal celebration too. I, I love it. I love it because I like that type of shit, you know, but it's apathy. He, he scores and he, he's like, it's almost like his team needs to remind him how hype he should be. And he, and I almost, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm making this up in my head, but people, he, he does his quick little, he crosses himself and he's being, he's being kind of introspective and, and stone cold. And then he almost, it's almost like he makes fun of his teammates by ironically smiling and celebrating. Like, why do you guys care so much? Like you really get a sense. What? Oh yeah. Oh, the, the boys, the boy, that, that boy, James Franco, um, you really get a sense of apathy here. I wonder if Landon Donovan can relate to that feeling of just being just being gold, just being a gold investment and not feeling like it. Well, so who's coming? Who's coming in? We have, I have the list here. Do you? I I, I don't. Okay, cool. So yeah, maybe maybe now's a good time to jump into uh, yeah. who our options for coming in would be. Yep. So uh, we have Tim Howard and Jesse Gonzalez. Who is this person? Who is him. that guy? <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Bradley, baby Mikey, and Nags coming in. Wow. Going to Nagby. Pretty exciting and stuff so far. Josie Altador, the Uno, and Clint Dempsey, the Deuce. The Deuce. And uh, so out is Guzan, who is finally at long last going to join Atlanta United after getting signed over the winter. He's waited and waited for various circumstances to actually go. Um, Sean Johnson went home, the backup to the backup. Uh, Ale Bedoya went home, which was for family reasons, I heard. I wonder um, if that's Christian... why the scruff and the bagly eyes. Sorry, Maybe so. sorry for making fun of your face during genuine hard times, Alejandro Bedoya. I think it's a baby, so. Oh, that's good tight. Times. Oh, good but times. still hard times. But still scraggly um, beards and baggy eyes. Word. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> you're, 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 uh, you're gonna tell me I didn't shave for months. Uh, Christian Roldan went home. <laughs> and nothing happened. And Kellen Rowe went home. I'm a little surprised Wait, okay, that one. Okay, so Roldan went home. Rowe goes home. I, Roldan, I can understand why he would go home. There's a bit of a class gap. He's not quite there. Um, Rowe, what's up with Rowe? Why, why is Rowe going home? I don't know. And Sir Dom's going home, too. Sir Dom? Sir Dom! Yeah. It's bizarre. Uh, so there always could be some uh, some club kind of promises that that Bruce has made to the various clubs involved. Sure. Um, where where there's there's a, some bargaining that takes place, and and his primary mission with this, um, I I wanted to say like camp, like it's a bunch of friendlies with this tournament, this actual international tournament, um, was to to look at players. So I don't think he's gonna tempt uh, the clubs to start you know, pushing back at him when he needs players at other times, like now's the time to give them what they want. So right, right. that would make sense to me. I don't think there's any performance reason why Roe and Dwyer would be, would be sent home over 
over Morris and Ariola, for instance, or Zardes. So, but the roster, the roster as it stands right now, there were no defenders in that uh, in that group. So it looks like we're kind of sticking with the defensive core that that we've had so far, which is a little bit scary. It's a little bit um, scary. It's uh, because we've never we've not yet seen a single truly impressive defensive performance, and right, to right. make matters even worse, um, our our both of our wingbacks right now, Viafania and Zusi are exhibiting like good decision making but a lack of a lack of class and speed and ability. So it's oh, it's God. it's the type of thing where in these games against really poor opponents, you you're not gonna realize how how exactly. underwhelming exactly. these yeah. our left and right backs are performing. You see it's obvious how the, that the center backs are underperforming, but I would argue that all four of our backs are vulnerable uh, to to any any kind of true attacking class could could unlock this thing in a second. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <sighs> I am not looking forward to seeing uh, uh, Omar and Beisler against Mexico, for instance. Even even El Salvador could pose plenty of problems. Oh, so. uh, oh, absolutely. Um, so before we jump so, into El yeah, Salvador, I would like to mention we have a we're, the roster's changing. We're jumping around a bit, but before we move on from our game recap and review, it would be um, we'd be amiss not to mention we got to see a few subs here. Ariola would come in for Kellen Rowe. Uh, Morris would come in for Joe Corona and slot to two in the front, and that would have Bedoya uh, playing the number ten. And then we'd see Agadello come in for Dwyer. None of our subs really made a huge difference. Sounds like right. all three of those guys are going to be with us uh, versus El Salvador. I think so, by my terrible, terrible memory. <laughs> I can remember about five seconds into the past. Yeah, that's um, right. Except when it comes to the youth national team games, which I, which I store <laughs> in some sort of deep vault that never goes away. Oh, and I'll, I'll get to that with El Salvador because there's one particular game. Um, so real quick, though, do, do you want to do like a little projected lineup, like what, what we think this team looks like now with these additions and then evaluate like how strong we feel that team is? Ultimately? Yeah, sounds good, dude. Let's uh, let's jump into it. Who let's I guess I suppose the most obvious place to start would be a goalkeeper. Folks, if you're enjoying the show, if you're new to the show, uh, reach out to us on Twitter at WTP pod. We're constantly speculating, constantly researching and learning, constantly saying true things, occasionally saying untrue things, uh, state reverse those state, <laughs> maybe, maybe in reverse order there. Uh, stay tuned, catch us on our mistakes, uh, and also celebrate our victories with us at WTP pod. And of course, if you're enjoying the show, shoot us a review on iTunes. Uh, we go for five stars to us four stars is a double loss um it's a double minus uh but you know preach your mind speak your mind and your review might get read on the show by bruce arena himself the coach of the u.s uh teenage mutant ninja turtles now moving forward let's do let's let's talk about what this lineup might look like once we get these uh six once we get six new additions so on and so forth Yippers. So clearly it's Howard in to be the number one ahead of uh, Guzman. It's got to be Howard above Guzman, first and foremost, because Guzman's not even there. Uh, and Indeed. secondly, because so he's probably, Howard is probably still number one until he has a bad game. Uh, or it looks like it'll take a string of bad games at this point because he's had a couple bad ones. Um, so, uh, and, and it, it would take someone like um, 
like Ethan Horvath to have a huge season in uh, in Belgium for Tim Howard to maybe get unseated for next summer. So, uh, so yeah, looks like looks like it'll be Timmy. And then in front of him, my guess would be that it will continue to be Zussi against all evidence and logic. Um, it'll be it'll be probably Gonzalez and Hedges again. Bruce Bruce is not as knee jerk as the fan base, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And he will probably go back to what he perceives sure. as the best. Sure. And parent. Bruce's version of a knee jerk is like, all right, Miazga, you're going to be on the bench as opposed to at home. That that to Bruce yeah, is a concession. Right. 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 Exactly. So uh, and via Fania, uh on the left. Then in midfield, now we have a little bit of a um, uh, a challenge because Dax has performed much better than Acosta. Oh man, I'm in, s- I'm in... so sorry to Dax that I didn't get we I didn't give him a quick shout out earlier in the show. Dax found this game. Dax play, had a great game for the second time in a row. The U.S. wins again. I they're obviously correlated. I think you can't say enough about how good this dude is playing and what an impact that's having on the inexperienced players around him. Yeah, it is really, um, it, it really takes you back to see his class, honestly. Like, I guess, because yeah, I, I, I've watched a decent amount of the Red Bulls. It, it seems almost to stand out even more for this U.S. team, It really does, and it may, maybe it's the, because the the US it, is we're so, so thirsty for it. So, yeah, so thirsty, so, so lacking in good touches in the midfield, in, in maintaining possession, in safe outlets, you know. And Dax, uh, not only is he a safe outlet, but he, he has the engine to get into positions like when when the when the uh, back two need an outlet he busts his ass to get back there. He does. Um, you'll I see him he, you'll see him cover via, he covers via Fania from time to time. I mean yeah, are you absolutely. fucking kidding absolutely. me? The dude is yeah. reading the entire game. He he has these epic like, you know, six pace uh, meanders where he kind of each step is faster than the last and he slowly gets cl- like hones right, in on right. where he knows the ball is going to end up and then right. next thing you know he's he's cutting off a play so great job Dax McCarty what do we do do we play Dax Bradley oh uh, I I wouldn't I don't I don't think it uh makes sense I think it's like a peanut butter and peanut butter sandwich you know and so I would rather have a worse jelly than two peanut butters, if that makes sense. <laughs> and we don't want to play Dax out of position just because there's someone yeah, better in his right. position. Right, or, or, or play Michael that. out of position because we've, we've gone down oh, that God, road not that many, one. many times no way. You with can't the, uh, in the Klinsman era. I thought the, the pairing between Bedoya and, um, and Dax really uh, worked well. It did. Uh, and a side note on that, um, I did note during the game that we are playing essentially the same system, with the exception of Bedoya being slightly more advanced uh, than than Acosta was in the previous two matches, um, and I think that was really smart because under Jurgen, what you would see is in in situations like this, yeah, you change the personnel, but he would also try to set out the personnel in a new way so that the uh, to to maximize the the talent on the field, which makes sense in a way. But when you're making eight changes between matches, I think it makes a whole lot more sense to have a consistent system, even if it's not getting, even if it's only getting 98% out of the personnel. Um, everybody knows what position they're playing, and they've clearly been training to play in one of two positions. You know, Agadello can play uh, up top or can play in one of those wing slots. Same with Morris, and and so you saw players uh, swapping in and out throughout that group stage into that main system, which was like that. Four two three one, if you will, um, with with tiny tiny variations based on the personnel, but but broadly the same system. I like that a lot, and I hope it continues. Um, and so, to, yeah, to fill that second slot, I mean, I I would think just because 
uh, Acosta is is so gifted. Um, even though he's had some some tough times in this tournament so far, that they'll uh, give him another chance. Maybe getting getting his ass benched in the last game would be uh, sufficient motivation. Um, Jeez, I hope so. And can he yeah, we'll Perry so, so that's what I would do. Would be, on Twitter. <laughs> Let yeah. us know. Give us a call, Kanika. <laughs> that, that's what I would anticipate. That's a better game to play. Would be Bradley Acosta. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's still. I think it still is Bradley Acosta. I think you are right there. Um, who who on the wings then in this case? So uh, yeah, with with Roe having gone home, uh, clearly you want to get Nags in there. Gotta be Nagby. And oh, then I guess it would be stuff. it would be between Pontius and Ariola, uh, and I would probably anticipate Pontius. Yeah, as Pontius a, as a has been less to shitty. The group stage. Less, Less shitty. shitty. Yeah, exactly. It's too bad because um, Ariola is almost really good, but he just yep, yep, never yep. does it. Yep. And then I would e- I would anticipate either Corona or actually Agadello playing as as the ten. I thought Agadello's work as a support player so far this tournament has been really good, including setting up the free kick uh, from which we scored the third the third goal. He danced around uh, at the D. Um, I thought Joe and, yeah. and Corona has been okay. He's been good enough in that spot. Joe Corona um, has been, uh, you know, whatever to me. It just whatever. meh, yeah. just meh. Yeah. And he got subbed out by Bruce Arena in this game. I believe I consider this a Bruce Arena subbing out one of his pookies. Uh, so I I do think that he's probably Bruce's. I don't think Bruce is happy with. Joe Corona's performance, or at least his trajectory. I think he's gotten worse, not better, over the course of this tournament. It's a really mm. interesting thought to have Agudelo at the ten. I I thought I thought Bedoya was good at the ten. I it, it's an interesting thought with Agudelo. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it because the reason why he's getting the ball so far back is because he wants it for himself and he wants to get more attention for himself in this tournament. I don't think that he's doing that out of like uh, some benevolent sense of the game i think he's doing it to right, get the ball right. well and feet. he's not an assist maker yeah so so it's that's that's fair enough the other option you would have would be to put dempsey uh in that slot with with josie up top um so that that would be a, a potential option if they either intend for him to play 60 minutes um or they think he's fit enough to go 90 i don't think either of those things are true right now on the basis of recent uh evidence um, so I think it, it, it's, it's possible that they would, that they would start him with the plan to take him out, but I think it would be more potentially more impactful to have Clint Dempsey as a 30 minute player. Um, especially, and it, especially if we can make that call in the 60th minute where if it's for nothing already, then no need, we can save him for the next match, you know, yeah. try, try to maximize the, like minimize his minutes to maximize his impact in this, in this tournament. I don't think he'll like the sound of that. Folks, no, the next game is no, USA versus El Salvador in the Gold Cup. Uh, it's going to be on Wednesday. That's July 19th, 6 p.m. It's being televised by uh, Fox and Univision. 6 Eastern. No, 6 Pacific, 9 Eastern, right? That sounds right. I'm, yeah. I'm Pacific. I Googled it, yeah, so it's probably right. given me Pacific. So it's 6 p.m., 9 Eastern. Uh, what's that, like... Eight central. <laughs> eight central. Eight central, folks. Eight central time. Uh, sights and sounds, terrifying stuff. Ty, who are these people? Who are these people? In my 
youth and naivete, I lack knowledge about our foes. <laughs> Ty, can you inform me about who these people are? So, um, the best way to, to introduce you to the, to the U.S. soccer, U, U.S. El Salvador uh, matchup, I think, is actually to, to break out some more audio and go back to a little story. Woo! Story time. Story time is about right now. Back with another story. Back, back with another story time. Take off your socks and your shoes. Got your little hot chocolate sit by the fire. Ty's going to tell us a story. It's a segment in a segment. Segment section. So um, in qualifying, attempting to qualify for for London 2012, um, the, the U.S. sent out, this is the Olympics, uh, the U.S. sent out a, a intrepid squad with Terrence Boyd and Freddie Adu and Joe Corona, mixed Discarud, Breck Shea, um, and this squad uh, eventually faced El Salvador in the last game of the group and and just had to win to move on. Um, and uh, there was an early goalkeeping injury, which meant that Sean Johnson came in for Bill Hamid. Um, eventually, a a squeaked shot from long range, I think it was Jaime Alas, um, uh, made its way into the net by way of, of Sean Johnson's gloves. And the U.S. Uh, uh, gave up this 3-3 this three, three draw, which knocked us out of Olympic qualification. Oh, Lord. Um, but in, in that match, I think we saw uh, some, of the, some of the best and some of the, the, the dark spots of El Salvadoran uh, football. They, they are t- tenacious, aggressive, um, rather attacking for a small uh, nation, um, and they are they are well well versed in all of the little niggly things that you can do to get an advantage in the game, including uh, biting mixed discrued, who the <laughs> oh. day after posted a picture. I think it was his shoulder. He posted a picture of a human bite mark in him. That's insane. So um, so so th- that's that's the kind of that's the kind of dedication that we're talking about here. These guys. Uh, they they love the gnats. <laughs> <laughs> they love their gnats. So um so what you can expect tactically from them is as I said they're going to be a little bit more attacking than your average um, smaller team especially because their concentration of uh, of of talent is more up front. They have a forward pairing uh, with this dude uh, Nelson Bonilla who's been who's scored uh, two great goals in this tournament one against Mexico, um, both of which uh, he. Kind of slipped behind the defense. One one was a one was kind of a straight run, uh, and the other was a diagonal run, and just kind of cheekily tapped the ball in at a at a at a good angle. So look look for them to try to slip him in um, behind the lines. Uh, they also have um, uh, Andres Flores, who's the captain, who's a central uh, attacking midfielder. So he's going to be kind of trying to pull the strings, and then Rodolfo Zelaya, who's a, a solid forward for them, a uh, long time. Um, stand out with the national team. And so because they have that, that talent up top, they are less likely to be, to be bunkery. Um, but what they've been doing is kind of seeding the, seeding the uh, uh, space in front of the central midfielders um, and playing kind of two, two holding midfielders, uh, one of whom is, is Darwin Saren, who's, who's one of their better um, players, plays in MLS and uh, is a good, has a, has a good engine, good, good sort of, metronomic Daxish kind of effort player. Um, 
And so, yeah, you, a couple of these guys actually appeared back in that Olympic qualifying game. Um, so you can expect the same kind of uh, energy and, and uh, I think, threat, uh, as, as you saw then. I think of, of the matches that we've played against these you know, lower, lower tier teams, this is one where we should expect a, a higher score. Folks, this is going to be, this is about to get good. Shit's about to get real up in here, because we're getting some of our stars. If you guys have been following this tournament through the group stage, you're one of the real fans, just like us. Uh, reach out to us at WTP Pod. You're, you're, well, but <laughs> they're I mean just it, like us. They're just like us. We're, we're about to go, we're about to get a little bit more uh, coverage of this tournament the deeper it goes and the more stars join us. So if you're already here, uh, you're awesome. Thank you for supporting the Nats. And it's pretty fun, isn't it? Layo, shit's about to get real. Hey, Ty, should we jump into a little hopes and fears? Absolutely. (laughs) So before we do our new hopes and fears, I just want to point out that the second goal was your hope from the last episode. So You said... True. That you wanted a goal from pressure, and then we went on about how, like, typically when there's goals like that, it goes through, like, three or four players because it, it pops out on the wing or something, That's and right. they have to That's find those true. quick passes in transition. It's exactly what happened exactly for the second goal what for happened. the US, so and, brilliant. And I love that you brought that up because I was a little hard on that. You're talking about the Kellen Rowe goal. Yeah. I was a little hard on that moment because there were so many deflections in that buildup of play that I was asking myself about another thing we talked about on the last show, which is, is that a good goal, a WTP good goal? Oh, oh yeah, and, yeah. And, no, and, I thought that was a good so, goal for sure. Yeah, that, that's very interesting I, that, that you would. Would you include, just before we do these hopes and fears, three goals here. We'll say the Kellen Rose a WTP good goal. What about the other two? Uh, Corona, definitely not because he, he should have been tackled like – like three minutes before then, and also his his shot deflected. So um, and then Miazga, eh, it's it's iffy yeah. because uh, El Salvador or sorry Nicaragua was down to nine men at that point. Yeah, I say um, not not a good goal. Yeah, so we won one nothing, but we still went through in first place in the group. Sorry, Panama. Sorry, bitches. <laughs> What's your? You got a hope? You got a fear? <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. You got a hope? You got a fear? Uh, hmm. 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 I fear my my fear is that uh, is that the some sort of dark and magical history will catch up with our Jedi leaders Bradley and Tim Howard. Uh, that mm. somehow something something from their Jedi past has uh, you know they maybe they were they they were supposed to as as a baby one of them was supposed to be traded in order to maintain diplomacy and and they disappeared and became a jedi instead i don't know i don't know what it is from their past jedi like have a kylo crazy past ren situation exactly yeah. like a kylo yeah. ren sitch and and i just don't know you know they they i i respect and admire our jedi leaders so much but i don't know what their past is like and maybe that will finally catch up to them uh in in this week some some dark energy yeah. so i have a hope fear i'll, hope I'll fear. cheat a little bit on my fear um, I fear a Josie Altador hat trick. Oh, because right. such uh, a good I hope think fear. The USMNT is ready for transition, yes. and I, I have recently gone in because I was like, maybe I'm not being fair to him. Maybe he, maybe he has scored some really important goals, and he scored two or three important goals of his of his 37 goals. The vast majority of them are in friendlies. The ones he has scored in World Cup qualifying have mainly been in those you know earlier rounds of World Cup qualifying, not the hex. So um, in the in the annals of you know jo- Josie's uh, time with with the U.S., the statistics are deceiving. 
because he's concentrated all of that output on on smaller uh, moments. And someone like Serdam, I feel, is at or above the level of a Josie. And I think that what what might happen here is that if Josie comes in and you know does his thing against El Salvador. Um, that will that will ignite the 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 temptation within the you know coaching staff the fan base etc that of course Josie Altidore should be a starter because he's he's scoring so much um, but our argument with him is not that he can score hat tricks against El Salvador it's that he when we, when we go up against a big team in a big tournament that he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, I would hate to see that too. It's unfortunately Altidore has become someone that I that I. As, as an individual, I, this has nothing to do with your personality, Josimer, but I just it's hard for me to root for his success in games like this. Um, now, that, of course, my, my tone would change 100,000% if we're, uh, you know, second, second group stage game versus Portugal, my tone changes. You know what I mean? For sure, a, for sure. The, everything changes. I want him to do well on the big stage. But I agree with you. If he does well on the small stage, and then fucking, then he then he gets the just, keys. Just to enough the to get us to kingdom. stop looking at Serdam. I, you know? I I I like, hope we I hope we see Miazga. I hope we see Miazga. That's a good hope. I would like yeah. to see. I, I I I want I want investment in the future. Let's do this, boys. Let's do it, boys. I adore roller skates. Some of them have four wheels. Uh, some of them have wheels in the shape of a square. Some of them have wheels in the shape of a line. I love them all. Uh, I, I also like segues, <laughs> the theme of my likes today. I like segues very much as well with the handles and the thingies and the doo-wops. Uh, and, 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 and of course I also very much like styrofoam packaging, but I don't like any of that shit as much as I adore the Nats. Let's go boys. Let's go boys. Hey-o. Revenge. It's me, the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. Oh, I guess uh, Flugel? Flugel! Excellent. Mm. <clears throat> that was a good one. Oh, I feel good about this show. Yeah, that me Flugel too. Flugel was just like... The Flugel first. was good, you know it's going to be good. If the yeah. Flugel's good. It's like the groundhog. <laughs> it's exactly like when the flugel comes out of its hole six <laughs> months early. Flugel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Time to do the show, guys. <laughs>